So the sensitivity is the way. You do not consume something, you do not do anything for the sake of consumption, for the sake of just uh, doing that thing, right? We do things so that we may get something from the doing, but we forget that. Why are you in the campus? Not just to while away time. You are here so that you may productively gain something, right? Why do you visit a place? Why do you buy something? Why do you invest yourself in a relationship? Hmm? Obviously, the aim has to be to attain something that is valuable and lasts. Though that aim is uh, often forgotten, we start thinking that things are ends in themselves. And when things become ends in themselves, then uh, you can accumulate things no end without ever bothering to inquire whether the accumulation, the so-called progress, the series of experiences is actually delivering you something or not. Hmm? So, you just have to be careful. I just did this. It has to become a habit. Self-observation has to become a cultivated habit. Hmm? That's how it begins, you know. I, I know cultivation and habit, both these words do not sit very well with spirituality. But there is no other way. You have to cultivate it. Practice is the way, abhyas. And then one starts getting a glimpse of love. And from that point onwards, it starts becoming easier. Because now you do not really need to forcefully discipline yourself to practice. Then you do it because you find love in it. You have to practice that sensitivity. You have to practice asking yourself the question, what am I getting from it? Does that amount to selfishness? Obviously. To be spiritual is to be sublimely selfish and it is great to be selfish. We are all born deficient, we are born sick. It is our responsibility to selfishly think how to heal ourselves, how to liberate ourselves from the bondages we are uh, encumbered with. No? So, everything that you do must be in the shadow of this question. What is it for? My time is limited. What did I do it for? Again, this does not go well with traditional spirituality that says that life has to be purposeless and that you must not seek meaning or returns from everything. You must. Purposelessness, etc. are stuff that must happen only at the absolute end. Where we all usually stand, life must be very purposeful. 
and questions must be pointedly asked. I spent this evening a full three and a half hours doing this. Am I getting something really? If not, what impedes my choice to get up and walk away? Right in the middle of a movie, why can't we ask ourselves? The ticket is already bought, the money is gone, it's a sunk cost. Am I getting something? If not, why must I not walk away? This walking away, this dropping, this letting go, this renunciation is at the core of all spirituality. Drop, drop, drop. Ruthlessly learn to give up what has no use. And when we say use, there is only one definition. That which elevates your consciousness is useful. We are not talking of material ingratiation. That is not the definition of use. The sense in which I am using the word use here is not the sense in which you use a pressure cooker or a toothbrush. When I am saying something is useful to you, what I mean is that that something is a resource, a means, a method to help raise your consciousness. Keep asking this question. Anything that comes to you, hold this question in front of that. Of what good are you? Are you here to titillate me, to offer me some superficial kind of pleasure? What are you in my life for? And parallel to this runs the question, what am I in this life for? What I am on this planet for? What I am in this body for? Hmm? That, that constant thread of tension must run within, uninterrupted, unbroken. Rest and relaxation do not behove a prisoner. When you are in shackles, you must constantly be attentive to liberation. You cannot say, I am having fun here. I am here to enjoy. You are in a damn prison. What do you mean by enjoyment? Uh, if I could ask about uh, something else, the discussion around uh, selfishness that, that we had, you know, kind of reminded me that uh, we should probably be talking about care also, um, because uh, the way I understood you are talking about selfishness is to put oneself first. <laughs> it's not that. Okay, so if I understand... The definition of selfishness is, knowing the self is selfishness. Okay, so, okay. But putting oneself first is an act, Does, isn't it an act? Which self first? There are two selves. The self that is impure and currently exists, the other self that is pure and possible but fleeting to the current self. Which self? When you say oneself, which of the two are you pointing at? I don't know, I'm pointing to the impure self. Huh. So that. What if it's pure for me? It is pure for the impure thing. And the impure thing, in its deep heart, does not want to stay impure. What you have come to 
is a very beautiful psychological point. It might be impure, but what if I have no problems with it? What if impure itself is pure to me? The answer is impure might be pure to your conditioning. It cannot be pure to you. It is not your nature to stay impure. Something within will keep objecting, will keep uh, remaining disturbed and dissatisfied if you stay adjusted to the impure. On the surface, your life will appear alright, adjusted, normal, even happy. Within, there will be turbulence. But who decides this? Like, only if you. it doesn't happen... Only you. Okay. Only you. It is a purely subjective. If it is not happening to you, then you are blessed. If in spite of impurity being present, there is no repulsion within, no dissatisfaction or rebellion within, then you are blessed. Okay, just uh, to, uh, one more thing. So would that be kind of uh, being honest to myself or would that be ignorance? Obviously <laughs> ignorance. And therefore, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> okay. Where it's folly to be wise. It, it extracts a cost. You know, wisdom is not so cheap. It's, uh, it's economical to stay in ignorance.